comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Out Now is normally a film podcast which discusses new movies weekly. However, every now and then we like to do random bonus episodes such as this one. This one is a very special episode because it is a commentary for... You know, like, Abe, we've done commentaries from some We've done them in the past. We haven't done any recently, though. But But we've done some good movies in the past. We've done From Russia with Love... Street Fighter... That other movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Spider-Man. This is Sp- Spider- the amazing Spider-Man. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. All of those things. With Dr. Predalien, one of my favorite scenes. Oh my Terms of Endearment. We, that's, we, we, we haven't, haven't done released that, that episode yet. yet. That commentary, <laughs> The Pianist, was awesome. Regardless, <laughs> this is this commentary is special because it's coming out right before... I don't know why it's special, more special than the others, but it's coming out right before the new the new sequel to this movie we're talking about. It's G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. We're doing a commentary for the first G.I. Joe film starring Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans, the dynamic duo that everyone wanted to see on the big screen in a G.I. Joe film. And joining, yeah, Great. all of that. Great. I thought that was a that was a good intro to that was. about GI Joe with the rise of Cobra. Yeah, joining us, <laughs> as you may have already noticed, we have from Damn Dirty Blog, the Baroness himself, Jordan Grout. Hey, hello. From Legion of Dudes and the Nothing's On podcast, ready to pull the ripcord, Mister Jim Dietz. I love that the, this movie they didn't have to change the title for the X-rated parody at all. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, from Mendelssohn's memos and Huffington Post, a true Duke, Scott Mendelssohn. Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, how are we all doing? Are we ready for this? Yeah, it's yes. gonna be fun. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So for those listening at home, um, and I, I mean, there are a lot of people that like these commentaries, and they know the drill already. But I'm going to just lay it out for you now. All five of us on this podcast, we have the we have the movie GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra from 2009. We are, and I, I guessed it. And I got it right. Uh, we um, we have the movie stopped at about 10 seconds in. The first star in the Paramount logo has passed by the screen. That's where we paused it. And so, oh wait whoa that's different from mine oh my god so if you are in fact <laughs> if you are in fact watching this film and listening to this commentary at the same time you want to stop you want to pause it 10 seconds in and then when we count down from three two one go on the sound of go we will press play and begin the magic that is the gi joe the rise of cobra commentary starring Marlon lane's channing tatum i am super excited okay let's do it are we all synced in yes yes Jordan? Well, I'm 10 seconds in, so we'll find out. Okay, good. <laughs> Jim, you good? I'm ready to go. Abe, born ready? Oh, I yeah, Jason born. Thank you. Okay, so oh, boy. I'm going to count down then. Three, <clears throat> two, 
<laughs> Three, two, one, go. Jordan, I hope you don't have like a special edition again. <laughs> this is the guys. We're watching the extended cut, right? You're with, you're with the talk, Gabe. Okay, so let's let's briefly go over our 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 general thoughts on this movie. And I'll, let's start. Let's start with uh, let's start with Scott. Scott. I actually like it quite a bit for the first ninety minutes or so. I kind of hate the last twenty minutes or so. I'll explain that when we get to it. But I was very much surprised at how much I enjoyed the film for what it was, which is basically if somebody gave me one hundred seventy-five million dollars when I was nine years old, said, "Here, go play with your GI Joe figures." This is arguably the movie I probably would have come up with. Jim. I've only ever seen this as part of a Rift Tracks uh, version, so this will be <laughs> interesting for me. I, I love how the credits are, are really pumping the Hasbro name, though. <laughs> Whoa! I, before we before we even get into it, let's just start off by saying this movie begins in not the current century. <laughs> I love that GI Joe: Rise of Cobra starts in 1600s France. Do we? Um, am I in an episode of Highlander: The Raven? All of a sudden, uh... I think I'm watching an adaptation of a Dubois film book. Jordan, your thoughts on this on this movie? Uh, it's 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 half of a fun film. But I've only seen it once, and that was in theaters. So it's been many years. Okay, Abe. I remember having a huge argument with somebody at work, uh, basically saying that, "Man, this movie is gonna suck like endlessly." And he's like, "Don't worry, it's not supposed to be an Oscar winner." And I was like, "This is still gonna suck." So yeah, I don't have great memories of it. Okay, I remember seeing the, the like the Super Bowl trailer was like the first time we saw anything from this movie, and I yes. was like. This is exactly what I expect G.I. Joe to be. Then seeing the movie, it became a, like a competition between this 2012 and and um, Revenge of the Fall and Transformers 2 of like which movie's like the best. And I kind of give it to G.I. Joe because it's the shortest, for one thing. <laughs> and it's and it also it I think it's the most it flows the best. Like there's 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 no energy wasted in this movie. Like Transformers is two and a half hours and it takes forever to get through that movie when you get to the highlights. 2012 is a fun B movie, but that movie's almost three hours long. G.I. Joe just moves. Like, I, I, there's no downtime in this movie. Oh, wow. He's uh, really getting Man in the Iron Masked. Yep. Yeah. So is that like the origin of Destro? Yes, it is, basically. Yeah. His, his ancestors, of course. Uh, now, no. now, now speed up to the in the not too distant future. Somebody play the Mystery Science Theater theme quick. <laughs> I, I think, like, the X-Men are on the other side of the globe right now. So this this was the uh, same summer as uh, Transformers and Terminator, right? Yes. Yes, Terminator. Uh, Salvation. Terminator Salvation, and, the biggest disappointment of 2009. That's what yes. I Yes. And this was uh, a lot better than both of those films. I'll give it that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, we'll get into more detail as we come along, but I, I think this film gets the basics right. You have interesting, fun villains, mostly interesting, fun heroes. They kill the crap out of each other for two hours in relatively creative ways. There's a dissolving tank you're seeing right about now. That's kind of what I want to see when I want to see this kind of action picture. I think it succeeds in specifically the way that Transformers Revenge of the Fallen does not. It delivers what you came to see with very little fat. I think and there's Dennis Quaid as Professor X. Dennis Quaid. This cast here. Guys. <laughs> Professor X. We, we, it is, it's really, it's the beginning of X-Men. It really is the beginning of X-Men. This movie very much copies that kind of superhero origin film by way of X, Brian Singer's X-Men. Arnold Bosley's in the background, by the way. 
<laughs> and it's got Ray Park, the mummy. And Ray Park's awesome. It does have Ray Park. This is very yeah. much X-Men. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. It's the, you know, we take two characters who are plopped into this new world and they are entry-level characters. Let's just think of all the comparisons to X-Men throughout this movie now, because now it's really clicking into my mind how X-Men this movie is. <laughs> it's got the, uh... oh wait, no, X-Men didn't have a Brendan Fraser cameo. <laughs> It should have. Didn't it? it would have been better if it was. Hold on, we just got a slow-mo introduction of C. Tate's. In yeah, <laughs> C. Tate's. Was he funny yet? Or was no. he like still doing like no. the, the serious movies? He, he was really boring when this came out. Yeah, okay. he, I would say I was not the C. Tate's camp yet, because as we all know, I was on board yeah. after, after 21 Jump Street. Same here. However, I do think he has good chemistry with Marlon Wayans in this film. Uh, yeah. I think when the film requires him to act... I think it doesn't quite deliver, but you wouldn't really expect it to in a movie called G.I. Joe the Rise of Cobra. But when it involves him to be funny, I think it works. Uh, I, I think he's okay. I just think he's somewhat of a gen- – and maybe that's intentional – somewhat of a generic hero. I'd argue it is intentional just because yeah, of this movie. Yeah. Like, it's a G.I. Joe, and he's, yeah. play, he's playing Duke. Um, like, it's... Uh, and I think Marlon Wayans is fine in this picture. I, I was rather disturbed when the film first came out how many critics seemed to almost on reflex accuse Marlon Wayans' character of being some kind of, pardon my paraphrasing here, a jive-talking stereotype when there's very little of any evidence that he plays that kind of character in this film. It's like people said, oh, Marlon Wayans, the guy from the scary movie, you know, scary movie movies. He's obviously playing that character again. Like, no, no, he's no, not. No, I don't think so. Like, no. And regard, <laughs> I mean, he's meant to be comedic relief. That's that is his character. He's not meant to be black guy that says damn all the time. Exactly. Like, it's not, like, <laughs> it's not, not another this teen movie. Not another teen movie. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but that said, Marlon oh, Wayans. Whack. Marlon Wayans, I mean, I'm not about to argue entirely for Marlon Wayans because he's done some bad movies, but. He is. I do think he is talented. I don't know why he doesn't choose to do those kind of roles more often. Something like you know, Requiem for a Dream is an obvious Requiem, example. Yeah. And you know, he even, he even tried to branch out. Right? He he did movies that weren't just spoof movies, regardless of how yeah. successful they were. So it's kind of a shame that I haven't seen more of his, I guess, dramatic potential be acted upon. Yeah, just wait till Little Man Two. <laughs> Still little. The <laughs> <laughs> beginning. Littler. <laughs> little little man who's talking to. <laughs> Stevie Gunberg makes a cameo. Okay, here's the fact I wanted to find. This is, this is part of the trivia. Steven Summers took great care over the technology depicted in the film, going through various books and magazines about weapons technology. He feels that almost 100% of the technology can be developed within 10 to 20 years. Nanomites? That's, nanomites. Fair enough. Nanomites. That's crazy. I love Steven Summers. <laughs> oh this God. is why we love Steven Summers. Well, remember all when all that mummy stuff really happened? <laughs> Except part three. He it's a bat wing. We don't speak of that one. The action's good in this movie. Uh, no, I was gonna say the action starts really early. In it this does. Movie. I'm saying yeah. the movie. It's a go 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 movie. Go Joe. Uh, there, there are four major action sequences in this film. Uh, I think three of them are very good. I think two of them are exceptional. The, the second big scene and the third big scene, which we'll get to when we talk when we come to this. This is obviously more of a generic. Hey, look! The good guys are being attacked by the bad guys, type thing. But it works. I mean, it's efficient. It establishes your two main characters. It establishes the threat level, and then you know, in about five minutes, it establishes who the you know other heroes are as they are rescued from Sabretooth by Storm and Cyclops. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is, there a Bruce, is there a well-received Bruce Davison cameo somewhere in here too? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. He would have blended right in. Brendan Fraser plays Bruce Davison in this movie. <laughs> 
Um, I, I do think it's, it's it's a shame that the film was not well received to the point where they basically started over to a certain extent with with uh, retaliation because I would have liked to have seen Brendan Fraser in a larger role in a sequel mm. because this kind of material would fit him like a glove. It really does. I, I mean, I like is regardless of opinions on the Mummy movies, and I do like the first one, and I like the second one enough, not as much as the first one. I do think Brendan Fraser and Stephen Summers work quite well together. Uh, I, I think Brendan Fraser is incredibly te- good at that kind of aw shucks hero in a way that I think is very undervalued. Yes. Unless you happen to watch, say, The Mummy and Prince of Persia back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. You know, Brendan Fraser and arguably Orlando Bloom can do that. Taylor Kitsch, not so much. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, not so much. That's not something that everybody can do. And I think it's very undervalued as a talent. Um, Here we are getting introduced. I know we, uh, you have opinions about uh, John Carter and Battleship, but I, I do think Taylor Kitsch works in those roles. Fair enough. No, no. I, the quality I, of those films. I, I, th- I think he pulls off the attitude required. Fair enough. And yeah, now we have the Baroness, played by Sienna Gilroy. Oh my god, she's in this movie. With black hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, not one of my favorite parts of the film for several reasons. <laughs> I kind of wish they had cast a slightly more distinguished actress. It's okay, uh, she's brainwashed, so it's, uh, it's alright. And that's what I hate about it! <laughs> but we'll get to that in 90 minutes. Something I, I admire about Stephen Summers kind of action blockbuster films in general they are they're bloodless they're bloodless movies he makes yes he makes friendly movies i would say despite despite the amount of action involved he makes like you he literally creates reasons for there not to be blood like having soldiers in entirely bulletproof suits and yeah you know know, cg mummy creatures and things and i think it's interesting because his films are you know in terms of body count incredibly violent but they are they don't feel you know but this film ungodly amounts of good guys get killed in the first Mummy film, like, the entire world gets plagued yeah. during the third act, but no one really cares about that. Uh, eyes, and, right. eyes and tongues are taken out of people in the first yes, Mummy exactly. movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> Glasses. Why would you wear those? Because <laughs> they've got facial recognition features. I love the Canadians involved in this. Duke? Anna? <laughs> the introduction. Here comes Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Duke just stabs a guy in the face. Yeah, he just shot another guy in the face. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And That's amazing. The somewhat that. undervalued Rachel Nichols. Uh, again, yeah, I've been she... checking her out on uh, Continuum lately. She's pretty good. Oh, good. Sure. She is getting work. Because she was totally wasted during, I think, season six of Criminal Minds. Um, and, you know, she's probably going to be a TV actress till the end of time, and that's fine. But I think I like her character in this. You know, she doesn't try too hard, and she doesn't treat her skill set as any kind of groundbreaking, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're not supposed to give a crap that she can, you know, that she can handle herself in the field. She's a Joe. Of course she can. Her, her arrow's about to knock into a guy's head and blow it up. Yes. Which, again, <laughs> if I were nine years old and play or six, seven, eight years old, playing with my G.I. Joe sets, this is the kind of things that would happen. <laughs> and now I, I really can't blame the film for costuming either, because it is a G.I. Joe movie. So the fact that they're wearing these, like, skin-tight leather spandex outfits, whatever, it, it looks ridiculous. They're aerodynamic. They're aerodynamic. <laughs> and here we go. Here, here, Jordan, you got his name handy? Oh, uh, my uh, God. Uh, <laughs> Bullet the heads. Add the... Add a wall. 
Adewale Akinawe Ajabe. Oh my god. I generally don't like doing this, but I think for the sake we'll call him Mr. Echo. <laughs> you can do that. I was practicing before the podcast to try to have his name ready, and I think I did pretty good. Adewale Akinawe Abjabe. Uh, you got it. I nailed it. Also, uh, what's his name? Saeed, um, I can't even do him without even looking. Uh, it, Saeed, like, Tagamushi or something like that. Guy. But that 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 French Moroccan actor, who I really like, and he's, he was in Lahaine. He's, he's in here. It's a nice international cast in this movie. Oh, he was also in The Mummy Returns. Who? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Ad- yeah. Adewale. Adewale? Yeah. Wow, it's cool that he had the hologram built into his uh, blade like that. Yeah, very that's handy. Convenient. Very convenient. Help me, Duke. You're my only hope. <laughs> Look at all of them posing. <laughs> that's well, that's just the way that the figures are posed. That's how you the toys would look. Contort, you yeah, you can't contort the legs. That's how the toys would look if you put them on your shelf. <laughs> By the way, Snake Eyes has lips for some reason. I don't. That's weird. Sure, it is. <laughs> Clayton Abernathy. <laughs> That's tough to get your mouth around, isn't it? That's Snake Eyes. He is you wearing a Punisher back. shirt? I wish. No, it's just... It, it, it really does look like a skull shirt. It did, didn't it? It did. But yeah. It was just kind of like this... <laughs> his silver backpack armor. Uh, no, there certainly was an attempt to make this an international cast... A, to appeal to overseas markets, and B, to try to make it apparent that G.I. Joe is not a specifically American fighting force. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you've got the sequel, which, in what we see in the marketing, goes step one step further and basically makes America the bad guy. Which, we'll see what we see, but it's possible that G.I. Joe 2 may be one of the more subversive American blockbusters in the last several years. But one can hope. Yeah, the lips on Snake Eyes are kind of weird. It's weird. <laughs> By the way, we're going to get to Snake Eyes later on because he was competing with Ninja Assassin to have the movie with the most ninja, ninja angst of that year. But this movie nails it by having just selected amount of scenes depicting the origins of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. In various weird, odd times, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they, the, they, 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 the flashbacks are amazing in this movie. <laughs> the flashbacks are completely random in this picture. They are, yeah. but we get to the key scene with uh, where basically everybody knew each other in the past. That makes me laugh so hard. Is that towards the end? No, it's like towards the... It's pretty much in the middle of the movie. Oh, okay. This movie did not do as well for it as I expected it to. I was looking it up right now. I don't no, like... it did about 50-50, if I recall. Yeah, it's 152 and foreign. I yeah. get, if it was in 3D, I'd imagine it'd be 150, 797 million. <laughs> Which I think is why the second one's been delayed for almost a Ex- year. Exactly, yeah. The movie's going to make butt ducats in foreign, foreign markets. <sighs> this movie, like, it looks, co- it looks cool. Like, it's a, for what it is, like, you have all yeah, these, I mean, it's very elaborate, but it's like, this is what, this, this is te- G.I. This technology is not going to be available in 10 years. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not... just, I'm, that's the only thing that I'm caught up on. <laughs> It's ten, all it's, Abe, Abe, ten to twenty years, Abe. Ten hovering to 20. silver plane. What? <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for those like memory cards from Strange Days. Uh, we were promised those like within five years of when that film came out, and it's been about fifteen. We're getting there. We have Google Glass coming or whatever. That <laughs> this scene is a ama- this is where they go down the elevator. This is yeah. this is fantastic. This is the haunted mansion. This is this is the battleship. <laughs> this is battleship movie. They're filming it right there. 
Hasbro. They're yeah. filming Babel shit right now. It's cool how they built this ocean out in the middle of the desert. That must have been pretty easy, huh? <laughs> they had a pipe. They, they had a pipeline. <laughs> Like Look at all this when they were originally coming in, I thought they were landing in Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these random training sequences. Camo. I built this school to be a place where mutants could come and learn <laughs> to control their powers. <laughs> and fit in. <laughs> oh, Shadow Cat. Yeah, exactly. That's Shadow Cat right Presented by Cisco. Cisco. What is this, 24? One thing I do like about this picture is it's very colorful. It is. It uh, makes it bright, poppy colors. It puts the money on screen. That's something I always yes. admire in a movie. And it's it's interesting because you have a lot of people that are, you know, especially now are whining that somehow Chris Nolan's Batman films turned every other blockbuster into some kind of dark, moody, somber, whatever. And A, I would argue that's not true. B, when you have a film like this that's a little campy. Everybody, you know, all the fanboys whine and scream that it's not dark and serious and doesn't take itself seriously. So really, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. I don't particularly want to see a dark and gritty and somber G.I. Joe picture. This is pretty much the tone of a G.I. Joe picture I want to see. Any film that's I think dark. That's one of the reasons, like, Avengers did so well. It was kind of a counterpoint to that dark and dour thing. It had a lot of humor. You know, it had a lot of bright, colorful characters. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of a counterpoint to that whole Nolanization that you're talking about. And that's the thing is, I, I don't think that meme really applies to the Nolan Batman films. I mean, yeah, it's something like, you know, Snow White and the Huntsman or the Amazing Spider-Man or something. But the actual Nolan Batman films are actually very funny. Uh, and I would argue when they need to be, they're very colorful. But. I mean, and any, I forget this actor's name. Christopher Eccleston. Yes, Christopher Eccleston. The doctor. And, uh, and again, it's fun having an actor of that caliber in this movie as the villain. He's fun to listen to. He has a certain James Bond villain type persona to him. Yeah, I think he gets He's the movie also going to be the villain in the upcoming Thor sequel too, I believe. Yeah, Is they, he playing Malekith? Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're correct on that, Jim. <clears throat> Excuse me. You ever see a gun with 60 seconds? Yep. He was in it as well. <laughs> it never rains, but it pours. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate that movie. Yeah, oh. you'd be right. It's a weird, <laughs> but but I don't not watch it for some reason when it's on because <laughs> it has such a big cast. Like Timothy Olyphant's in that movie. Like it's that's weird. Yeah, this evil scheme actually makes sense. You know, they're pulling the whole you know steal my stuff to make it look like the bad guys did it. And they were having an intelligent adult conversation about why they didn't do it the right way. And I love how weird the relationship is with her and her husband. Well, uh, who we're going to meet probably in about 10 minutes or so. She's just for show. Yeah. Or he's just for show, of course, because she, she needed to become the Baroness. Literally a Baroness in this movie. Like, I thought that was just a nickname or something. Is, I forget. Are the, gla are the glasses the source of her brainwashing? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Okay, we'll find out, I guess, soon enough. It, it is the source of her attractiveness. That, but... Damn, damn straight. <laughs> it's, it's her push-up bra. Yeah. At least that's my source of brainwashing. <laughs> all, this, all this cyber eroticism that's going on, it's like I'm watching Virtuosity with Denzel Washington. Ah, there's a movie I haven't thought about in 15 years. <laughs> I did it. I pulled it off. Here we go. Storm Shadow, guys. What's his name? His act, the actor. It's um, 
because he's in the good, the bad, and the weird. Young Hun Lee. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Good old I Saw the Devil. Good. I Saw the Devil. And then the mummy himself, Imhotep, Arnold Bosley's <laughs> here. Oh my gosh. Because he needed work, and Di- Di- Dark Dark Man 4 wasn't casting him. And there's like, that ominous, stupid whistle. Yep. <laughs> and there's the underground secret aquatic lair. Oh my gosh. You yeah, just... we moved in here. We got a good deal after Dr. Evil moved out. <laughs> you can like, still see if... the pinky floating around somewhere. Now, if they could, like, what's the plan? Because it, clearly they could build this kind of lair. They have all these people. They must be paying them something. Like, they seem to have, like, massive amounts of money already. What's the overall goal when you, by the time you get the nanobites to infect whatever the hell they infect? What's the gain? Now, tell me that's not Michael Wincott. I know it's not Michael Wincott, but dear God, it looks exactly like Michael Wincott. That's who, obviously, Jiggles, JGL, Joseph Gordon, yes. was channeling him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Joseph Gordon Levitt's in this movie. Yeah, as, like, what the like, doing? As, as Cobra Commander. Yeah. Like, like, who, th- <laughs> who thought when they were casting this, hmm, who could we do for Cobra Commander? <laughs> Alan Rickman, Michael Wincott, John Hurt? No, no, no. Joseph Gorman Levitt. And just think if, like, you read the cast of this movie without, like, who the who was who, and you read, like, Christopher Eccleston, uh, Arnold Vosloo, Jonathan Price, and, and Joseph Gordon Levitt, you're like, who's Cobra Commander out of that combination? <laughs> Clearly, it's Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> he wouldn't play a Joe or anything like that. He'd play Cobra freaking Commander. Inspired <laughs> casting. Fun. <laughs> Who's Cobra Commander in the second one? Uh, no one important. Oh. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I guess, must have been busy with, I don't know, <laughs> directing his movies, be- becoming a, a much more of a household name, or doing anything That's else. That's no excuse. <laughs> Sean Connery came back for Highlander 2. Joseph Gordon-Levitt could come back for G.I. Joe Retrib- Retaliation. They should have cast, like, Michael Pitt or someone weird like that, too. You never get that. Yeah, Michael Pitt, would that work? They can't pick out their own clothes? <laughs> but seriously, how much money do they already have? What do they need to do all this for? They could just sell this thing for spilled parts and take over the world with whatever they get left. <laughs> they could have not spent this money to begin with and take it over the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this may be one of the most exhaustive hidden evil fortresses of all time. It, it's under the damn polar ice caps. <laughs> they develop technology. <laughs> like... <laughs> Imagine the uh, contractor giving them the estimate on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, what exactly are you guys using this for, anyway? Probably uh, at, it's going to be a few uh, billion dollars. Look at, like, look at these missiles. <laughs> yeah, like missile silos, yeah. <laughs> like, Syndrome explained his plan in The Incredibles, so I can give that a pass, but this is overkill. Uh, I need to give this mask back to, back to Bane. <laughs> Well, they're meeting up in a couple of years anyway. They'll just do a trade-off then. <laughs> Quick, check check the hot girl of glasses database. <laughs> Hotternot.com. I think, uh, by the way, uh, what's his name? What's what's Hotternot? That's Zuckerberg. What's um what's uh, Dennis Quaid's name? Clay Clay Abernathy. Something like that. Uh, his his assistant, I believe, is a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, is she? Not for long. 
She's got like the worst uh, ending. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, she does have the worst ending. It's so out of the blue. It's like what? But I remember that they being like a big point in like guess who's joining up in GI Joe. It, it, it was, yeah, it was akin to guess who's joining up in Superman Returns. Cal Penn in a role you've never <laughs> seen him in before. He has, he has one no, whole line. Oh, does he have? He has a speaking line. He has one line. He's like, Wait, yeah, what, he's what, like, line? it's like we got away. Like that's it. That's the whole line. It's like right when they get back from robbing the place or like robbing some place for the kryptonite. He's like, we got, we got away. It's like that's it. Oh, that, do you see how they segue the knowing is after battle line in there? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but that was clever. Who took that photo? J- Barlin. Yeah. Uh, Rip- Ripcord. Is like, is his name Ripcord? What's his name in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Might have been her brother. You know, they. If you're referring to Liana Mendoza, it's pretty funny. IMDb has her listed as lieutenant girlfriend. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that's that's uh, whatever. No, Marlon, because we see the flashback of that exact scene happening, so I know exactly who took that picture. Oh, the X Mansion looks really nice. <laughs> no, this, this is this is Magneto's evil this mansion. Is, this, or whatever. Is, this is Mystique taking refuge. Uh, I came to this party to be, to be mistaken for Olivia Munn. <laughs> if only. <laughs> These maids just standing up there, who are also equally attractive. Everyone's there's no one that's unattractive in this movie. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> this is like Zoolander, then. I bet even if Snake Eyes took off his helmet, like he'd be super like he'd oh be my like God. super good looking. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, Ray Ray, uh, Pro- what's his name? Ray Park. Yeah, he's not an ugly guy. No, he's not. Take away mm-hmm. the the tongue and the green hair in X Men, and he's rated a he's rated date Rogue. <laughs> but nobody can touch Rogue. What's he in? What's that thing in that he has his face pretty prominent in? <laughs> uh, Ballistics X versus Sever. There it is. <laughs> I've actually never seen that. Let's just go oh, over the Let's go over the, film, the filmography of Ray Park. Is I like it. Here we go. We got um. <laughs> oh, it's Dar- great. He's Darth Maul, of course. Yep. Uh, he's the headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow. Ah, a, yep. fa- a favorite of mine. He's totally. Uh, he does the sword fighting scenes. Yep. He's mm-hmm. in he's in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, as <laughs> as um or as as a Raptor number three and Tarkata number two and a double for Liu Kang and James Remar. Random flashback. Oh, Here's wow. the flashback. Oh, ah. four years earlier. Remember back in the 1920s when we were having fun. Flapper <laughs> 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 girls. I do that. I font. Let's just stop mid dance and go out into the balcony. Yeah, fantastic view. What? Holy! We've only been dating for ten minutes. Remember when you were blonde and not evil? I can't afford this. That's what he's thinking. She better say yes. Yeah, it's like, I can't step, take this back. She better step up. <laughs> oh, smooth. What's up, Red? Look you at this guy. You went to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great, though. Everybody knows each other in this movie already. Cobra Commander and Duke, of course, used to be army buddies. He's so decorated. <laughs> he is. For being like 22. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look at him now. He's Cobra Commander. He made something of himself. <laughs> uh, oh my god! He looks the same. It's not that old of a movie, but still. 
Just think, before this, he was trying to enlist in the army, but his father wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hates bullies. <laughs> they, all, they all know each other. <laughs> it's a family reunion. <laughs> Did you say yes? <laughs> a lot of lens flare in this scene, too. <laughs> this is how I screen test for movies, by the way. I play this part in screen tests. You play Martin <laughs> I, I I do these lines from G.I. Joe <laughs> <laughs> the ones that he's doing right now. I like how, uh, you know, there's there's some weird allusion to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt not being included in the group in this particular flashback. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> he's just like, it's deep. he's just like, he shows up for one line. Abe, hey, hey, it's real. It's real. It's real, man. Here we go. Montage scene. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Well, not yet. I remember there was a lot of hatred pointed to these accelerator suits, even though they only feature in like one scene from the movie. I love them. It totally and, they're, they're awesome. and they're terrific in the scene they're featured in. They yeah. are. It's a car chase with one man. Yeah. It's the game uh, Crisis. It is like cri- it's and, exactly Crisis, yes. It's interesting because, I mean, again, you have you have you know general consensus that always whines about, oh, no one does ever anything different. All these movies are the same, boring, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a movie like this that does something really unique and different that I've never seen before, everybody whines about it because it looks silly or whatever. Like, I have never seen an action scene like the scene set in Paris from this movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's Team America. It is. <laughs> they just blow everything up. <laughs> like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Montage scene, guys. <laughs> one of those with... nice. and then the epic cameo yes like does anyone ever see more appropriate than Brendan Fraser in that scene right there <laughs> like no. he's like he just fits like it, it takes actors a lot of work to like fit into a movie Brendan Fraser does it in five seconds like that's what he's done he's like yeah of course he's in here I, would... yeah, I think Scott had a really good point. He's just super, like, instantly likable, you know? You can. I kind of see that sometimes from uh, Chris Hemsworth as well. Yeah. That's kind of thing where yeah. the, you know, oh, the audience is, like, time. immediately on his side, you know? Well, I think part of it is even when they're playing action heroes, they're not, you know, frankly, assholes. You know, they're nice. They're genuinely decent people. They 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 don't bully the other characters around them. They don't, you know, treat their romantic interests like, you know, junk. They are nice people. Very much are, ergo, the audience members like them. Very much agreed, and I say that a lot for Hemsworth, because I do, regardless <laughs> of my comments of he may have a nice smile, which he does, I do think that he has a, he has a promising career as that kind of yeah. guy. Like Cabin in the Woods, for example, he has a great entrance in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And of course Thor. Like... <laughs> 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 Brendan Fraser like patrolling this. He's like, guys, it's done, guys. No, no chance he's getting up from this one, guys. Let's move up, all of us. Let's go. It's a shame that Brendan Fraser has been reduced to like C grade family films the past three years. It, it, yeah, it is. That's it. I mean, I like Brendan Fraser, but I, his dramatic work isn't exactly amazing. And I've seen, like, what, Gods and Monsters? Is that the movie with uh, him and him? Yeah. I think he's pretty good. And I think he's good in School Ties. He's good in School Ties. Yeah. No, that's a long time ago, too. I, um, like, I like School Ties. But... There was one he did with Michael Caine that was really good. Uh, oh, quite yeah. Yeah, the Quiet American. I forgot yeah. about that movie. Okay, never mind. 
take that back, guys. Redaction. <laughs> well, and shut up, <laughs> I think he's fine in Crash. It's a very oh, small role, small but role. I think but I, I, for, for, as far as Crash goes, because there are things a lot of people have wrong with that movie. But I do. He has like one line that he says where like it's something about his race versus the situation that he's in that made me crack up pretty hard. So. Yeah, I love this scene right here because you just saw that they have like giant training headquarters. And yet they've got like two two treadmills, a dumbbell set, in like the lounge, and people are still working out. And she's reading this giant textbook. <laughs> I want to know who stocks the vending machines in their underground lair. Yeah, how does Costco get down there? <laughs> it goes through the same pipeline that they used to get all the water into the battleship scenario, the recreation machine. Also, everyone's ripped in this movie. That goes without saying, but I'm just pointing it out because it's being displayed on screen right now. I hope there's people that memorize Scarlet's like her um, everything about this. Her 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 monologue involving what relationships are in scientific terms, of course. <laughs> and then she just throws him out the window at the end. Is Scarlet <laughs> the next one? No, I don't think so. No, she's not. Like her character's not, or like no. Okay. Uh. I guess all Would the Joes they... were killed. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> same because I mean she, I, you know, continuity, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I would have liked if more people had come back the next, you know, the second time around. Well, clearly, Rachel Nichols cost too much money. <clears throat> Obviously, she wanted scale. Remember all those movies she made last year? <laughs> hey, I like. I guess so, she, she's been really good on Continuum, and that's on its second yeah. season now. It may only be like Canadian premium television, but I mean, she's good in the role, and it's a decent show. So. I, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to short trip Rachel Nichols. She the was the good in the. She was good in the inside. She was fine on Alias. Um, I think she's fine in this. I'm just happy she's getting work. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm not short tripping the actor. It's more, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of the studio's choice to like, yeah, exactly, to, to unofficially reboot the series despite continuing with the same plot. Which I am glad that it is a sequel, that they're not completely starting over. A, because, you know, this film still matters in the continuity. And B, because, you know, the this film has a fantastic cliffhanger that I'm glad they're actually, you know, keeping up with. That guy oh, no, that Shredder's guy's, attacking. That guy's dead, right? <laughs> Shredder, I think Dr. 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 Venture has one of those uh, machines, too, I think. I'm pretty sure this is when Mystique invades the X compound and, 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 and contaminates yes. Cerebro. And contaminate Cerebro. At the same time that, like, Logan's on the, subver the submarine, the subway train or whatever, trying to convince Rogue to come back, and Magneto's there, and he's like, get out of here, metal guy. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, you can't stop me ever, despite doing it in three movies. <laughs> oh, no. He knew where all the secret guys were. <laughs> I always wanted one, sane. I wanted one of these hats. One of those, like, navy camouflage Here we go. Here's a pivotal scene for this character. Yes. Here she is. Oh, that's why I took the hat. Never mind. Good job. Good job, Arnold Oswald. And I'll just have a line right... Oh, no! Almost blood there. What? Yeah. <laughs> I just bought that iPad! <laughs> <laughs> Judo chop! I like how that knocks him out, by the way. Like, this, this like, little scrape across his chest. Do any of you guys know the movie Diabolic? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what, what, his, uh, what Storm Shadow's uh, costume reminds me of. That's a nice. <laughs> like, 
great belt buckle on the Baroness, by the way. I didn't really point that out before, but, you know, it keeps your pants up. <laughs> stop whistling. Stupid whistling again. Yeah. Hey, hey, by the end of this movie, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Because oh, he my whistled. gosh. Like, I couldn't figure it out before. <laughs> you can't say they, they didn't had, set it up. They had a cooler eye scene in uh, Avengers. Oh. I like how they leave the general. Oh, he had a cooler eye yeah, scene. He had a cooler eye he had a cooler eye scene in the mummy. Uh, these people are really smart. They're playing chess. They're yeah, like arm wrestling. Yeah, I'll probably need this stealth suit. That's what you physics. Said. Everyone, take these guns that are ready <laughs> loaded. Stormshot is really good at not getting blood on himself because he's wearing all white. And that's yeah, nice. that, he's good at it. He doesn't eat pasta. You just got. I don't know what his name is. You just got. <laughs> you just got <laughs> heavy dutied. <laughs> Whoa. Is there an echo in here? Did I just kill you all? Time <laughs> <laughs> to bring the storm. I, I generally don't like to call actors by the names of their characters, but since I can't pronounce his name, I'm going to do it anyway. You can say AAA. Oh. Oh, the thing's AAA strikes again. You, you got a text or something. Yeah, <laughs> talk about your limited uh, field of vision with those helmets. Yeah, well. I don't know. Maybe they're transparent on the other side. We don't know. I mean, not transparent. I, you know what I mean. Go, Joe. Quick, guys, get the jetpacks that we knew they had. The <laughs> chanting data. Put it down. I'm not going to shoot either of you. <laughs> shoot one of them. Make you, a choice. You, you've mur- killed everybody you, in the base. Exactly. But I won't you, shoot you. You've murdered 30 other people, but I'm not going to shoot you guys. And I remember when you were blonde? And didn't wear glasses? I really hope that the glasses are the thing to keep your brain washed. <laughs> That'd be the worst. Abe, this is G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> oh, no. Dramatic line. Oh! Aha! Forklift! All, all that weaponry and all he has is a forklift? <laughs> no! <laughs> It worked. He didn't have How did they bust through that door using the machine guns? He didn't have time to put on that accelerator suit. <laughs> man, man, the the explosions per minute in this movie are amazing. Yeah, I, I want I want there to be like some kind of graph that has explosions per minute in movies. Because, Hello, brother. Like, flashback. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is the weirdest flashback. Ninja <laughs> angst. Right in the middle of something. But it's effective. Ninja angst begins. It establishes the relationship in two seconds. And reaffirms the fact that everyone knows each other in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Chick fight. Good thing we had two chicks in this movie because they can fight each other and it won't be awkward. And it's a good thing we know which one's which because one has black hair and the other's name is Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man on fire. Watch it, Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign on for this. He was already on fire. He, he had he had fireproof, bulletproof armor, of course. Oh, this establishing another classic lesson in these movies. If you're a random soldier or whatever, and the main good guy or the main bad guy is coming at you, you're not going to win. Yeah. Oh. Automatic machine gun or automatic shotgun. The action in this movie is really good, by the way. Oh, I'm glad to... these open the electrical wires were there. Like, yeah. everything. <laughs> that guy. 
Everything we're seeing right now <laughs> makes sense to me, regardless of the logic. I, I'm not lost at all in any of these things. No, episodes. it's very well choreographed. It's shot with a clear sense of geography and, and time and place and all that good stuff. And yeah, you've got the whole, ha two chicks are fighting, but it's not particularly sexualized. How does how does turning invisible get her out of the necklock? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of wondering that myself. Abe, Abe, you can't see her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's got her in a chain necklock. Abe, she oh, wasn't no. able to see her. Apparently she can't see in that thing either. She took it off. Well, but she threw oil on her, of course. The how would they have they gotten away her? if they didn't have the jetpack? They had, they had, okay. a, don't worry, head. don't worry about it. You didn't have, you don't have to see that plan. Uh, Quick. <laughs> kill the random soldier dude, not the two leaders that are flying away. Not the easy targets on screen. <laughs> yes. Yay, death plunge. Oh. Wow, who left that shaft open like that? <laughs> Richard Roundtree. That's a shaft. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's okay, he probably hang, hung on. Yeah, he did, look. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'll Chandler Tatum studied with Christopher Pine. Is it possible too? Just like that. Use the force, Lou. And they just like drop a couple bombs on there. Not now they're leaving. That's what I would do. Ridiculous. They have to blame the Joes for something. And why is he not with everybody else? Because they ran out of room, and <laughs> you know and he's got a camel. He's Without a ma- camel. he's a master of disguise. Why didn't he take his knife back? Now, we're watching this on plenty. mute, so I don't remember. I mean, I mean, I can't tell, but I swear there's a couple scenes here where Jonathan Price has his actual British accent. I, I would say Jonathan Price didn't exactly try hard for the role. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's another, like, what the heck casting? Like, you know, who are we going to cast as the American president in a G.I. Joe movie? Let's cast an actor that everybody knows is British. And, yeah, right? And, and is a villain in Ronin. He's also, yes. He also doesn't have a name. He's known as only Mr. President in this name. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, like where was uh where was uh, William Devane? He was he's president. He's president of Gotham, right? <laughs> it wasn't Bill Bill Pullman available. Where's uh where's uh would have given a great speech. William Forsythe. That'd be a weird choice. Where's, where's Ray Liotta? Where's Powers Booth? Yes, Powers Booth. there you go. Powers Booth is the president. Perfect. Well, what does Kevin J O'Connor is the president? He, There's been a lot of later. movie for what is basically the first act. Yeah, and we're absolutely. 40 minutes into this two-hour picture. Yeah, we've already had two massive action sequences. But now stuff is going to get real. Go, Joe. This is the other scene that I screen test with. when I'm... You, get, <laughs> you get knocked down, you get back up. That's a great line. They're like, can you please uh, give us your most dramatic line, please? <laughs> yeah, I like that. He walks away. He doesn't try to make a move on her. He gives her the advice and he walks away. He, he, well, he tried attempt one and that failed, so he's learning. Well, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't, you know. I saw, I saw, he's, I saw MPH. He's respectful. Do the, I saw MPH do the same thing on How I Met Your Mother the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently started watching How I Met Your Mother, by the way. Don't like that Ted. Flashback. Don't like that Ted. Just saying. He gets somewhat better. I hope so, because my God, he's yeah. doing some ridiculous things. Anyway, Ninja Angst flashback <laughs> number two. Twenty years earlier. 20 years earlier from the not-so-distant future. Yeah, so it's pretty much the present. (laughs) I wish I was living in that big house and not homeless. (laughs) Look at all that rice. Oh, good riffraff. Street Street rat. Scoundrel. I don't buy that. Is that the the song you sing when they ask you to sing, Aaron? 
Uh, no, the only song I sing is uh, Bat Dance. Yeah. Oh. Thief! <laughs> you want food and sustenance? Get him! <laughs> he does, he's not even done finished chewing. This is like such a violent fight. Look how violent this fight is. It's this is that kid from uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> is it? Yeah. What? Really? That oh. little kid is the uh, the kid from Tropic Whoa, whoa, they're turning on the flames already. I'm telling you, this fight, this fight's insanely violent. Why does he have a butcher knife already? Why not? <laughs> You're ruining all the food. All the food. No, for real. Oh. I'm God, still hungry. Starving. Oh no, roll in the face. That's my one weakness. Where did this <laughs> chef go? He just disappeared. He went to take a nap. <laughs> he made all this food. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Here we go. Young Storm Shadow, Brandon Suhong, was in Tropic Thunder. Yes! <laughs> As Tran. Flaming. His name is actually Storm Shadow at that age. <laughs> <laughs> they all took a ninja vow to have nicknames at this uh, at this point in their life. And they all speak perfect English in Japan. Yes. And they're instructed to speak they're English. They're instructed to. It's like Inglorious Bastards all over again, but with ninjas. Also 2009. <laughs> Came out within like two weeks of each other. They were both August 2009. Both are that's both are now classics. Yeah. Seen. That's the end of that flashback. Cut to the reminder that we started this movie in 1600s France. <laughs> <laughs> because that's awesome. Once again, I'd like to radiate. We started this movie in 1641 France. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love how the Baron's name is Baron de Cobray. <laughs> Get it? Oh, now I do. Thanks. <laughs> See what they did there? <laughs> they, they I were, don't get it. They were pretty clever. Who wrote this movie, by the way? Let's see. Let's see this. Stuart Beatty? David Mamet. This... <laughs> David Mamet and Aaron Sorkin combined. <laughs> okay, That's not Aaron Sorkin, not enough walking and Stuart talking. Stuart Beatty. So, okay, he did, like, he's, like, story the on Pirates, Pirates movies, movies and, uh, what else? Oh, he did... Australia. He wrote Collateral. No, I mean, again, for the first 90 minutes, this movie makes perfect sense. You know, every character mostly acts, you know, in a way that makes sense according to their needs and wants. I think that's similar to uh, Van Helsing, a movie that also I think I, th I think that movie works up until the end. Uh, I'm not a fan, but I'm not going to fight you over it. I think I, I have a, I have a good amount of fun watching that regardless about the quality of that movie. I yeah, think, yeah. I think this movie is better than that movie, but I think. Oh, yeah. I, I think this I mean, I think also Stephen Summers movies are very similar the way they progress and i mean at least these action ones i can't say the same about i don't know jungle book or the other ones beforehand jungle book is awesome it is that's a that's a fun movie but yeah. uh, we should do a retro comedy on jungle book <laughs> <laughs> but regardless i think I, mean, I think the yeah the mummy mummy returns uh van helsing in this movie i think all this is hilarious yeah wow. this, this i'm sorry is, like bring on the giant needles very painful <laughs> we're gonna inject them with gatorade i didn't know they made face off too <laughs> now let me play around with this joystick let me look with my one good eye at this surgery. <laughs> the, the eyes, that wasn't very painful. It told me that will be the end. Do the guy with no depth of perception to do your surgery for a giant <laughs> view, master. And voila, Christopher Walken. Perhaps he was wondering why. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Yeah, it does look like But regardless, I think Stephen Summer movies, they all progress in a similar way, and then they have this kind of effects-heavy finale that only sometimes works. And I like that they figure out exactly what happened very quickly because they're intelligent adults. Hey, was that a Doctor Who guy? The guy with the uh, 
Christopher Eccleston is a is a Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm. Is he? Hold on. Did I say that right, Jim? Do you know? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston. When they rebooted Doctor Who, he was the he was the first, okay, good. Season. Yeah, I think he's the ninth Doctor. I'm, I'm not. Really and a Dan Bray. I sometimes get him confused with the um, what's his name? The guy from um, Draco Malfoy's father, the guy from the Patriots. Oh, oh Jason uh, Isaacs. Jason yeah. Isaacs. Yeah, I sometimes get them confused. Cherry <laughs> Chase was like. Yeah. Why do you need to weaponize a warhead? Isn't it already weaponized? <laughs> <laughs> it's a warhead. They need to make it more weaponized. It's not explicitly weaponized yet. We're going to duct guns to it. It's just Gatorade. Yeah. It's just Gatorade until then. By they the need way. to add more holes in it to make it go faster. I'm glad Mr. Echo put on his Morpheus costume before going out to Paris. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I like that the made of the three worlds at stake, so they send five men. Or five people. They send the best of the best of the best, sir. <laughs> Oh, good. You should down a drink every time there's a flashback in this movie. We'd already be dead. We'd already be dead. Four years earlier. Oh, my God. Which is the slightly less recent for the I'd give up. (laughs) This is obviously the Black Hawk Down sequence. If this is four years from the recent future or whatever... Not too distant future. And does this movie imply that we never got out of Afghanistan? We, well, they're actually in District 9 right now. That's, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Another movie that came out in August of 2009. Boom. <laughs> I, love, I love you can, you can, you can see the earnestness on JGL's face. <laughs> Why are they chewing gum? Because he, he, it's good luck. He says it. He said it. Right. Oh, okay. He's like, it's good luck to have his double bubble. Which will be stolen from him. Double bubble. He, it's called. You'll, you'll see. It's called double bubble. I haven't had that in like forever. It's called. It's because they say it out loud. Like they said it already, and then they'll say it again. Is that the only time in this film we see someone killed by bullets? Uh, we might have seen it in the past giant yeah. action scene we just talked over. Oh, but they were mostly shooting lasers there, and like and, you uh, know, explodo guns, force guns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care. Just interesting because they, they, as violent as this film is, you're right. There is a certain cartoon kid-friendly nature to how people are killed in this film they're blown up they're bloodlessly stabbed they're you know vaporized or whatever heads are blown up exactly Dark- you know for kids okay so gi joe has a 5.7 <laughs> revenge well, of the fallen has a 5.9 Tra- dark of the no. moon has a 6.3 oh <laughs> impressive what's the first transformers have that i think that's pretty high actually because it's a legit good movie, but that's for different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The double bum, the double bum nice exploded mask. in his mouth, and that's why he has to wear that mask. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like covered Jonah in gum. Seven point one. I love this, by the way. Hey, look, it's a 1980s action film. This very emo scene. I love, yeah, I love how he's like riding in the rain. Riding in the rain, no helmet, jacket open, <laughs> sunglasses on. It's like the November rain video from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, Goose! That's what it, thank it you. That's top what... gun. Yes. <laughs> and he like, can't even. Take my breath away. <laughs> Look at Chang Tatum. Bleeding. Like, oh, man. That's so powerful. Some people are as wet as the rain is right now on the on the grass in this scene. Nobody was like, who is that strange guy riding a motorcycle with the rain? They all, <laughs> they, they all knew. 
That was a long flashback. It's, Everyone's it's, just like it's boarded. It's eight twenty-five a.m. Just to let you know, the movie watch is today, so I figured I'd say it. Laboratoire scientifique. <laughs> okay, if that was her husband's lab. Couldn't she have just gotten in without all the invasion and murder and stuff? Well, she yeah, she's like Baroness Lake Cobray. I, mean, I like the invasion and murder and stuff. I mean, people being killed by ninja stars is always good. Storm Shadow's but, very good with ninja stars, by the way. Yes. Everyone, every scientist in this movie has tons of money. And great wardrobe. This is a giant lab. No one's There's a lighthouse in the center of it. Abe, it's the not-too-distant future. <laughs> I love how her husband has, like, this giant mansion, but he's, like, a scientist. I love how sad I'm going to be for him when he dies right now. <laughs> like, yeah. But, I mean, I, I enjoy that because, you know, smart people are good-looking, too. Well, like, really handsome Eric Bana's cousin is, like, her <laughs> husband. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> it's like Eric Bana's Spanish cousin. Or French cousin. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's Italian cousin. It's the best of both worlds. Another, yeah, European cousin. <laughs> No, I, 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 like, I like narrowing it down to one specific country. <laughs> because that's the kind of xenophobe I am. By oh, all means. Double, double bubble. bubble. Double bubble. By all means, give the super suits to the two rookies. It's okay. Yeah. They were, one of no. them, at least one of them read the manual. They scored <laughs> percentile in their, in their testing. So it's okay. <laughs> that being, okay, with all, with all that said, with all the joking around about the double bubble, that character, what's his name? What's, uh, he, he, that in G.I. Joe lore, he does, in fact, chew bubblegum all the time. In, like, the... Oh, oh, In, like, the cartoon. I did not know that. In the cartoon and everything. Gail Garcia Bernal? Well, that makes more sense. He, he does chew bubblegum all the time. That's attention to detail for fans of the of the G.I. Joe. We're gonna shoot lasers at it now. That's how you weaponize something, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't That's... You, didn't, wow. you, didn't you watch Ants with Woody Allen? They were, like, lasering <laughs> those ants, and they came in super powerful with those magnifying glasses. I mean, I haven't they're, seen they're doing years. some serious science here. I love that that's the reference I came up with to emphasize well, the just... lasers make things weaponized. Jim, to be fair, <laughs> they're just weaponizing a Nerf football. It's a, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a vector. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that glow in the dark. Too. And that scream. They go, <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for enduring us going, into the microphone. <laughs> Those were fun footballs. This is the worst part of the movie. So is this lab, like, right in the middle of the Hadron Collider or something? Uh, what is that junk? It's under the Louvre, next to where they have the secret of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Blood! Snake Eyes is so jealous. That's Storm Shadow, Abe. Oh, I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> Which one sounds more evil, Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow? <laughs> the one dressed in white or the one dressed in black? I'm so confused! This goes against every principle I've grown up with. He's the only one that wears white. It's like, American Ninja lied to me. Oh, hey, guys. They're already I wonder if they had, like, called the police if they would have, you know, captured them. This is or at least like, bought them some time. It seems like there's anything they could have done to help out their situation here. But instead, they just drove up in, a, in like, a kid, not a stalker van. Yeah, stalker van. <laughs> guys, we can get them. It's okay. We drove up in our, our van that goes 45 miles an hour. Scott, is this one of the action sequences that you think is uh, super well done? Oh, yeah. This yes. Is, oh, absolutely. This, this seems and again, good. this is something that I've never seen before. And I, awesome. I, I give it great I'm gonna credit for that. The scene is literally a car chase, which involves only one car. Yeah. <laughs> and Marlon Waits makes me laugh. <laughs> that would have been great if he just, like, blew up the van. Oh! 
<laughs> he like accidentally triggers the guns. It's okay. I'll steal this motorcycle. Motorcycle for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm not going to say that the like visual effects are amazing in this movie, but I do think they they serve the tone of this film. They're very cartoony. They're better than Space Jail. <laughs> <laughs> They're as good as they need to be. Space yeah. Jail has what is the best motorcycle chase of all time. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's T. It's T two and Space Jail. Those Let's are. Let's not kid ourselves. Those are the best. It's 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 T two Torque and Space Jail. <laughs> look at look at this! <laughs> she even got hit by a car. She's still going. Suck it's okay, it. she's Nature's like a super reloaded. secret agent. <laughs> this is there's a lot of there's a lot of brand placement in this movie for these cars. Transformers. Sorry, <laughs> Oh, trailer shot. Whoa. Deservedly, I might add. I love that you look back to see how it happens. Like, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. I, I, did, I did pretty well on that one. <laughs> I love that one right there. <laughs> he does a, a, a horizontal flip around it. Well, Again, the, the ridiculous amount of collateral damage in this scene is hilarious. Yeah, this is yeah. this is pro- approaching a good day to Die Hard levels. That's what I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was like, it's almost as bad as Die Hard. <laughs> Except I'm entertained. Yeah. What was the budget of this movie? 175. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And that frankly, it looks it. Yeah. Unlike some other movies I can think of, like A Good Day to Die Hard, which looks like it cost about $10. <laughs> they just paid $10 for Bruce Willis to rent the car, and then he just drove it himself. Pretty much. I'm on vacation. I'm an American. <laughs> I love that movie, guys. Here's an idea. Shut up, Call anybody else to stop these evil fiends that you know are going to the Eiffel. You know where they're going. They're There's... going to the Eiffel Tower. There's no time. Notre Dame's in trouble. That's not <laughs> I saw it in the background once. <laughs> oh. What? There's a sword. Here's an idea. Try stabbing again. You almost got him. There's no time. <laughs> it's much more dramatic for him to hang off the window for a few sequences here. He's ruined a secret surprise. He's no um he's no Miho from Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> She, she nailed him the first time with two swords. Just decapitated him. And then she twisted the knife so he feels it. The guy's like, reluctantly, okay. <laughs> the lips are so weird on that costume. <laughs> Who chose this? What? My head. Oh! Oh my. <laughs> he's not alive. Blew off another guy's head. Oh, he's not going to be in G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sadly, neither of any of these people. Yeah, oop, caught. Gotcha. Stop talking. Start saving. Exactly. <laughs> it's okay. He's got a super suit on. He can catch up to them in like a second. Accelerator suit, Abe. Accelerator oh. suit. I'm surprised that no one's like, you know, recording this on their iPhone or something like that. Abe, it's the not too distant future. People are so <laughs> people are so over iPhones. They have J phones. Yeah, they have those super sunglasses now. Like, yeah, they have, uh, they have Google. Stuff. They have Google Glass. They have Google Glass. Right, Google Glass. Here we go. Here comes the slow mo piece de resistance of this movie. And she's using BMW iDrive. Okay. This, is, this was the Super Bowl trailer spot that was like, yes, I need to see GI Joe now. <laughs> 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 
the last one where he like like side skids one of the like that one right there. He like he does a little hurdle over it, and kills me. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot of guns in this Hummer. <laughs> I, yeah, no towers. I wish I could. I wish I could own the storyboards what? for this scene. You wish you could what? Own the storyboards for this scene. <laughs> and you know there were storyboards because it all makes sense. I'd imagine. I hope it's on this Blu-ray. <laughs> Let me just go to destroy these businesses. It's the greater good, Abe. <laughs> yeah. Greater good. Anna, stop this. So many flying cars. Yep. Yeah. So many explosions per second. <laughs> 300 civilians were killed today during... Is there any part of this van that isn't a gun? <laughs> <laughs> the wheels. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, they do say that they evacuated the tower on time. So when Eiffel Tower gets blown up, nobody actually gets killed there. there. <laughs> they just start jumping people out. Yeah. <laughs> get out now! Go! That's what they say. You know there was like some class in there that didn't get out in time. I do like this. <laughs> he never gives up. What? <laughs> 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 and then this is the other slow-mo part that's like amazing. Explosion. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> ah! He made it. Somehow they're both the same piece of glass. So didn't they have the scary Nerf footballs in that van that just exploded? <laughs> they're in a protective case. It's okay. They're oh, okay. I was just wondering, you know, because then, you know, everybody would get all, uh, they, yeah. then that, that bad Gatorade would kill them all, right? They didn't shoot lasers at the case, Jim. <laughs> and, and I'm the great sorry, thing guys. And the great thing about this is, yeah, probably a lot of this is CGI, but I believe my eyes for most of this entire sequence. Uh... I'm willing to believe that much of this is practical stunt work because it looks real enough. That's because um, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with the tone yeah. of the movie. Like, the movie doesn't make any excuses for what it is. Phew! Good thing that case is safe. Yeah. Those, that wheel wasn't, though. Oh, no! Terminator <laughs> 2! Whoa. <laughs> wheel. Yeah, exactly. Terminator 2. <laughs> 2000 is going to come out of the flames. <laughs> Did they wait? Did they take the case or did they leave it? Oh, they, uh, they took I don't know. Because yeah. I like, they took one more head and left the case. Of course, they took the case. This is the plot of the movie that's depending on this. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> balloons. Make sure. Make sure you remember those balloons. <laughs> this is Minority Report. Now. Like I said, just remember those balloons. <laughs> They, they show, they've shown them three times now. Take the umbrella! <laughs> you will know that those baboons were those those baboons those baboons those balloons were there. Baboon. Out, get out. I hope he doesn't see. <laughs> all of a sudden, she's bloody as all heck. Oh yeah, yeah, good call. That was shot at a different time. She was in a terrible car accident that was in slow motion. There she is. My my super my accelerator suit alerted me to her because she's in a glass elevator. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he goes sideways, though, like Willy Wonka. You think he could just jump up, but no, he has to run up every single one of those stairs. Oh, there he goes. He's a terrible shot. Man, they're, they're just totally destroying this. She's not shooting where he's going to be. Exactly. <laughs> she's not, I learned that in Geekster Squad. He's not, he's... She went to Star Wars uh, Stormtrooper shooting school. <laughs> <laughs> Not Princess Leia shooting school, apparently. Because she thought it was for girls, but they didn't. They, she forgot the girl she fed in Star Wars. 
Remember those balloons, just saying. Just like I have to remember the whistle song? Just remember the balloons. He's wearing very fancy shoes, by the way. Not enough attention is pointed at those. There's not enough, yeah, there's not enough cushioning in that in that shoe. No! Fail! <laughs> Somehow I can't I can't kill him at this point because he's. Why like, didn't he yeah, just like he just, break his neck and then he just launched a nuclear weapon at the yeah. at the Eiffel Tower. But I shouldn't kill him. I have the super suit, but that's not possible. Oh, of all the luck, uh, I just fixed my hair. You ain't. I do like that this movie knows how to have its cake and eat it too, where it's able to destroy the Eiffel Tower and let us see the destruction involved, but also stop that so the Joes do kind of save the day. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, noes! Shockwave! Watch out for those balloons! <laughs> <laughs> was that the only reason is sauce. why would we this but it, it, it conveys geography of the scene also I can't believe Bellinay's stopped Marlon Wayans from capturing Storm Shadow just tomato basil but it's delicious yes here goes the elevator that's a nice little detail actually they didn't have to show that but they did Really good at jumping. Take my helmet off for no reason. Yeah, it's like he doesn't need the Google Glass anymore. I don't understand. Like, why did he well, take his helmet off? Honestly, he's right in there. You've just been erased. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It's even through one leg. It's okay. We all saw it. We took. Everyone took a picture. Those are all CG people. Now, did the lights also be through human flesh? See, if he, if no. he left his helmet on when Storm Shadow punched him, no problem. Yeah, he would have he would have not been kidnapped just then. Yeah, by the way, no question. Yeah, hey, by the way, the movie clearly establishes that nanomites only eat metal. Oh, okay, gotcha. I it's, forgot. It's said in literally the first 10 minutes of the movie, right after we get out of 1641 France. Oh, okay. Right after that, right when we get to uh, Senator Kelly's presentation. Morpheus. Yeah, <laughs> incredible action sequence. It is. It's a great action sequence. I, I forgot how good that was. Is that blood? No, this chunky stuff on my face that looks nothing like blood is not blood. <laughs> That's a pretty long action sequence, too. It doesn't seem that long. Hold on, hold on. He just stabbed a guy in the head with two needles to get the last memories of his mind. It's well, just yeah. like Wild West. It's just like Wild Wild West, exactly. <laughs> Did Stuart, did Stuart Beatty write that one, too? <laughs> Safe screenwriter? Oh. Probably. We'll just say yes. <laughs> just say yes. Let's see, who wrote this? David Elliott and Paul Levitt. The Watcher. Four brothers. Deck guys don't break dance, guys. <laughs> I guess nanobites can eat people. Earn that PG-13. Yeah, that's like the gnarliest seed. I think I like Ben's voice better. <laughs> oh no, he just did his uh, Charlie <laughs> Beef impersonation. Take back your nanomites. <laughs> Take back your freedom. 
Oh, now the French police show up. Yeah, we're the good guys who just caused everything in all of Paris to explode. Yeah, we just ruined a national monument. <laughs> Relax, Neo. Take the blue pill. I love that Snake Eyes was creepily sneaking in, even though he's dressed like that. <laughs> he blends. <laughs> he blends. Uh, yeah, that's a, he ninja. He ninja vanished, so he did something right. He ninja vanished. <laughs> Where do you go? Back to Gordon. If I had to, if I had to guess something that wouldn't have happened after the first hour of this movie, it's that the GI Joes get arrested in the movie in French, <laughs> in French jail, and that's where they stay for the remainder of this film. The second half of the film is a sobering prison drama. <laughs> it's GI Joe. It's like Midnight Express. GI Joe Express. Jim and I are on the same page. <laughs> French anti-terror facility. Four hours earlier. <laughs> Now I don't know what time of day this is. They didn't tell us. It's Why do they have them in Magneto cell? Yeah, it's because well, they, they can all bend metal. Well, this is the rare occasion of someone being in a glass prison where A, they did not, did not intend to get caught, and B, they are unable to escape. Yeah, this is this is less um, Dark Knight and more The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Oh, Professor X, you really... Oh, no. Just pulled up in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Totally. This is so X-Men, though. He's, like, incapacitated halfway through the movie. Yeah, because Cerebro's been, you know, virused. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love that classic, dramatic Mar- Marlon Wayne's facial reading, by the way. Everything with him is classic. It is. <laughs> Haunted House. Here's a movie that exists. Uh, classic. Okay, well, because C. Tates is kidnapped, I believe Jordan doesn't like this part of the movie anymore, so he's going to take off now. Jordan's great to be with you, man. It was a pleasure, and I'll uh, be in town in a few days. Cool. Take care. Thank, thanks. That matters to the listeners so much. <laughs> hey, listeners, that. I'll be in town by the time this is released. No one even knows where that is. I'll just be in town. Well, it's if you got to give them uh, riddles. They'll figure it out. That's great. <laughs> okay, George, where can people read, uh, find more of your work? Uh, oh, damndirtyblog.blogspot.com, Twitter, Amsterdam Chap. Okay, thank great. you. All right, care. Ninja flashback. <laughs> yeah. Ninja flashback. Here we are. This is actually an amazing scene. It's a ninja flashback slash montage. Yes, and people are actually successfully using nunchucks, which is something you almost never see. Look at the fury in young Storm Shadow's eyes. He is angry. Well, come on. I mean, so was uh, what's his face in Kung Fu Panda when he wasn't the the Dragon Warrior. (laughs) I love entire lives. They were in the same color scheme. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) love. I love how this movie's so Dickensian in its depiction of the ninja flashbacks. <laughs> You're not my father. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. What? Fagin's my guy. <laughs> I, I hope that Stephen Summers once one day... By the way, that's a horrible stabbing that he did. I hope that Stephen Summers gets to adapt... Um, uh, <laughs> Oliver Twist at some point. We haven't seen enough adaptations, so I'd like to see it, but done only with Japanese people and ninjas. That was super deep. It was. Yeah. That whole scene. 
Everyone's like, why is he staring staring, staring at nothing for the past 12 hours? I love that they all have flashbacks about the same sequences in their lives. <laughs> now, I, 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 this, I don't think this is a spoiler per se, but in the commentary for this film, they actually say that they shot an alternate version of uh, Storm Shadow's death, where he basically, right before he dies, he says that he did not kill that man. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, Redemption. Something like that. Aside from the... 30 people he just did kill right now, but oh well. Right. <laughs> you know, he is a murderous terrorist, but it's okay because he didn't actually kill his sensei. So the idea is that they're going to use that as a reason to, what, convert him over to the good side in the next film? No, I think it was just a little detail that they were going to throw in they took out. I, I don't know what that would have added. <laughs> Nothing, which is why they cut it out. But then again, there's a lot of things in this movie I don't know what would have added. Well, that's, frankly, one of the things that annoys me about this movie is that, you know, you have a bunch of car- you know, a bunch of villains... And the only one they quote unquote kill is the one guy you know is coming back. Yes. Yeah. Sorbs. <laughs> I'm surprised none of those sharks have fish? I'm surprised none of those fish have laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> That's those, are, those are hard to come by. Well, have you seen that we've seen their budget in play, Scott? Come on. That is true. Their backup base is, like, also giant. (laughs) I love how, you know, they are told to report back to wherever, and the fact that they were, you know, told to report back to their countries is completely irrelevant to the story. Since in the very next scene, they're on their way to stop Cobra. They took the long way. That's what Dennis Quaid said. You'd think with everything in Channing Tatum's armor, there'd be a GPS chip in there somewhere. (laughs) Wouldn't have to search the entire ocean for. (laughs) <laughs> they, probably, they must have deactivated it during the kidnapping. Of course. Well, it did take Tony Stark a long, or Tony Stark's dad a long time to find the, uh... Now I'm just blanking. To find Steve? What? <laughs> to follow, to find, to find Captain America, to find, yeah, to find Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. To find him buried in the ice. It was a long time. Well, I mean, come on, Abe. It was, it was a different, it wasn't the not-too-distant future. <laughs> it was the recent past. <laughs> He's really good with ninja stars. He is. He knew how to he knew how to, to wound but not kill. By the way, Chan Tatum's amazing with that briefcase because he's able to activate it so they could find him. Within that amount of time. He's able to input like an eight digit code. And not have them notice. Well again, that's one of the things I like about this film is that most, you know, pretty much all of the adult characters, and there are no kids in this film, so all the adult characters act like relatively intelligent adults. You know, they use their brains. In the terms of, a, yeah, in ways in the ways that matter to how this plot progresses, the, yeah, way exactly. they, the way they get there is, yes, I would agree, is smarter than other films of this type. <laughs> I have to do a lot of reaching around things there <laughs> in terms of <laughs> how they handle action sequences how I, and, and how I phrase that sentence, but I think it, um... Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a great uh, elevator, by the way. This is like going yeah. to Rapture. Yeah, exactly. I was just, I'm, I'm just thinking that, too. I just played, yeah. we played Bioshock to get ready for the new game. That's a good game. <laughs> I'd love to see a Gore Verbinski Bioshock movie, by the way. <laughs> It'll look amazing. He'd put the money on screen. Which is why they didn't make that movie, because it cost too much. <laughs> I frankly, for $200 million for an R-rated video game adaptation, I don't think I would have greenlit that either. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I see why they didn't. Yeah, yeah. But if there was one thing that I had, if there was one that I could put my faith behind, I, I, I could have went there with that one. I, mean, I based that entirely off of Dead Man's Chest. Yes. Which puts the money on screen. That did that, and that did that the year that Superman Returns came out. They came out like a week apart from each other. It's Superman. Yeah. Does not oh, look oh, like. Oh, oh, the, oh, oh flashback. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, I'm just about to start hitting this movie. Flashback to a Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> Fitting since it's Channing Tatum. Bad. So what? That that affected her brainwashing. Yeah. 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 So she doesn't it, like to see Duke get beat up by people that aren't her. Gotcha. Those <laughs> 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 like evil sharks. They have red eyes. And they're computer they have lasers. They have, they're, they're nano fish. They're nano tuna? Nano fish. <laughs> they're t- they're t- with the sharks with the freaking lasers. They're too fast to nano. Bing! Welcome to Rapture. I tied my hair back for this scene. Just saying. Just for that scene. And only for this scene. Uh, and they have that outfit slash hairstyle probably on her character poster, but this is the only moment where she actually looks like that. You know, Snake Eyes were indoors and underwater. You could take your helmet off and say something if you feel like it. No, no, <laughs> never mind. Taking a vow of silence. <laughs> but, and that requires her to wear that mask. Yeah. The ridiculous mask. What is he, Dread? <laughs> he's like Lassie. They just understand everything he's saying. <laughs> he's, uh, he's Stewie. Oh, oh, I'm glad that it's 6 a.m. Okay. Phew. All of these Joes might have been useful in Paris. They're, they're, they're busy. They're protecting Dennis Quaid. This is an important speech. He got out of his wheelchair for this. <laughs> it's not a hologram? Today is our Independence Day. Today, we're canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> And give it a salute or a yo Joe. Could you tell me more details about your plan, please? <laughs> I don't I don't need to be fed or use the restroom or drink anything. <laughs> I just want to listen to you talk about what's going on in your world. And I'll just keep following you. Is Christopher Eccleston Destro in the next movie? Is Destro in the next movie? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so, but I don't. I don't think I've seen him in any of the clips. Never, never mind. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's back on screen. Yes, <laughs> and he's magnetic. Well, he looped back into the future to you know kill Jane Tatum. You know who just watched Looper and Brick back to back at the New Beverly with Ryan Johnson there? This Al <laughs> <laughs> Stroud. I did. <laughs> Well, well, I'm seeing the call tomorrow, so nah. boom. Does that mean you're, <laughs> does that mean you're paying to see the call? Yes, I'm going. I'm taking my wife to that dinner theater she likes. Oh, nice. Okay, that's fair enough because that seems like a movie that she'd want to go see. Oh yes, that's definitely a Wendy pick. Yep. <laughs> now, does Sierra oh. Miller know? Sienna Miller know that her brother is. Uh... Were you calling her Sierra Mist just then, and then correct? <laughs> I was gonna call her Sierra Miller. <laughs> She's a breath but of fresh air. Brother is a, you know. Of course not. He has a mask on, Abe. He looks nothing <laughs> like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He has a mask on. Oh, that's like and that's, a monocle. That's Hello. Like, that's yeah, like, I forgot about that. That's like Lois Lane knowing who Clark Kent. Now is that a nanobite polar bear? No, I think it's a Coke polar bear. The <laughs> <laughs> tauntaun. Ah, oh, they smelled bad on the outside. 
See, he's Thanks stuck. for destroying my habitat. Jeez. Now I'm never going to get that Coke. <laughs> Slide. <laughs> this is just like... This is just like Watchmen. <laughs> but zanier. <laughs> hey, so how are you doing? Uh, Dennis Quaid has turned into, like, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> that battle station's operational! It, it uh, is a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Our cities can't stand weaponized foreheads of that magnitude. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> they weren't planning for the people walking in the front door strategy? And she changed her clothes and let her hair down. Obviously, they were in a hurry. Too bad they don't have. I'm like... gonna get super confused when they're gonna meet up with Storm Shadow. I'm so it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're white. All white. Yeah, they're all wearing white. This isn't fair. That one, okay. So as much as I don't think Marla Wayne's does like the hey, I'm the black guy, but he didn't have that line. This ain't Miami. Like that was kind of like hey, this is okay. <laughs> This is where Magneto taunts Wolverine. I cannot get over how much he looks like a deformed Michael Wincott. And how he looks nothing, nothing like Joseph Gordon-Levitt whatsoever. Yeah. Is that actually him when he's in that outfit? Yes. Well, it could be Keanu Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much him. (laughs) Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Or Tim Burton's Johnny Depp, sorry. Skeet Aldrich? It's Edward Palpatine. It still doesn't look like him. It does look yeah. like that's good makeup. I like how he immediately recognizes him now that he took off that mask. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the dailies. I want to see flashback. Here we go, another one. Oh my goodness. This one's pivotal because it has Stephen Summers' mainstay, Kevin J. Which, who you're expecting Potter. to see this entire film. Yeah. To those who aren't familiar, uh, this guy, Kevin J. O'Connor, he is, he's Benny in the Mummy film. He's Igor in the Van Helsing movie. He's the comedic relief in Deep Rising. The, 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 the cult class that is Deep Rising. With Treat Williams. Poor man's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Poor man's Dennis Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid being poor man's hot Harrison Ford. <coughs> Dennis Quaid being a poor man too? Her- Harrison Ford. Yeah, fair enough. Wow, science! Exciting! Weird I'm, science! I'm gonna, like, commit treason right now! Because this science is awesome! Nanobites and boiling things, here we go, let's uh, talk weird science! <laughs> <laughs> Deception and rise of Cobra, here we go, we're locked inside weird science! What? Everything. <laughs> Where is Dr. Mindbender? What a great so name. They, that sounds they, like a Rob Zombie character. Is he from the original comics cartoon, whatever? Uh, I believe so, actually, yes. Let me look that out to be sure. But... What was the name of the scientist that he was just with? Dr. Mindbender. Dr. Mindbender. Dr. Mindbender. Okay. Yes, he is, he is a character from the G.I. Joe okay. Origins. I hope he's in the next one. I could use more Dr. Mindbender <laughs> just because I get to hear people say the name Dr. Mindbender more often. If you could hear 
if you could hear Wayne the D is silent Johnson say Dr. Mindbender, I'd be satisfied. <laughs> if I could say, uh, if I could hear Joe, played by Bruce Willis, go, Hey, Dr. Mindbender, what's going on? I'd be happy. <laughs> hey, my cholesterol is high, but at least we're going to get Dr. Mindbender. Maybe Dr. Mindbender could test his cholesterol. <laughs> you got one. I'm pretty sure um, Roger Ebert's review, which was half a star higher than uh, Revenge of the Fallen, I'm pretty sure he uh, he misreads this this pivotal scene involving how many missiles there are. And this and, is about uh, where I start to hate this movie. When the, <laughs> with all the with the, all the random like Nicholas yeah. Sparks flashbacks. Yeah, Nicholas. Pretty much. I don't understand. Why is this happening to me right now? But if there was a Nicholas Sparks movie that used these two characters, that I'd be pretty impressed. With this cameos from everyone from this G.I. Joe movie. Exactly. If we great. just if we just saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be like the greatest spin-off film that somebody had the balls to, to green light. <laughs> like a Hasbro produced Nicholas Sparks movie that involves Duke and the Baroness in the early years. Cameos by Joseph Gordon Levitt and Marlon Wayans. <laughs> How about Terrence Malick uh, adapts, uh, directs the Day of Life or the Game of Life? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of Hasbro properties. <laughs> yeah, that that makes the most sense. I mean, obviously, um, um, what's his face? Um, oh, that's gonna bug me. Uh, Mousetrap, the movie um, from uh, from uh, James from, from James from James Wan, director of Saw. Mousetrap, the movie. <laughs> I could go for that. The ropes are really long. Go, Joe. If only we saw somebody practice doing handstands earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Ah, uh, damn it. Ah, my head. My is, is it time for me to whine about why I hate this part? It's all it's all Darth Vader and uh, Emperor Palpatine right now. No. There is no reason that this film can't just be, hey, look, it's the Baroness. She's a badass villain, and that's really all there is to it. And Joe is Joe, or Duke, whatever his name is, and he has to go fight Cobra, and that's the movie. But no, for some weird reason, they had to defang the female villain and make her an innocent victim and or victim of circumstance in a utterly pointless romantic subplot that kills off one of the two more interesting, you know, one of the two villains of the film. And it's stupid, it's a waste of time, it doesn't make any sense, and it just completely screws up the end of the movie. Well, we got to see that amazing flashback of her in her underwear. And yeah, her, that was awesome. What are you talking like about, Shot Scott? in like a weird, but like, at what cost? But at butt cost. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see that great scene where he gave her the wedding ring, too, I mean. Yeah, that classic <laughs> scene. That's the scene I screen tested. My headshots are just of Marlon Wayans. <laughs> They're like, Marlon Wayans is trying out for this no nobody movie? <laughs> well, now she's thinking about her life with David Beckham. Or, I'm, I'm sorry. What is it? Jude Law. Wait, how did he get the black suit? He took off his, his, his white suit. He had a white helmet on. He took it off. He was double bagged for he freshness. Double, he's double bagged it. He plays it safe, Abe. <laughs> he's double 
He plays it safe. <laughs> this is a G. He's, G, he's best of the best of the best, Abe. He's not going to come in there. The best of the best of the best. So, <laughs> he's going to. He's not going to come in there all you know naked as the light night is day. Like he's going to. He's going to come out there and be ready for any situation. Here comes the Rebel Alliance. This is a giant underwater city they built. It is. Yeah, I'm it telling is. you, the budget to make this must be like more than they're gonna make in the world domination game. Well, now I'm really curious about you know Jim's earlier point. How did they get all the supplies down there? Like, how does Costco really get down there? They have on <laughs> Abe. It's the not too distant future. The shipping rates are way better in the future. <laughs> Well, after the post office was destroyed due to the poison pill of having to fund all of their pensions for 75 years, the entire mail service became privatized and thus dirt cheap. It's amazing how this movie serves as both the best and worst example as to why Stephen Summers could and shouldn't direct Star Wars Episode 7. <laughs> like, it's both at the same time. <laughs> Look out, it's the one oh, no. really big gun. Yeah, they fired the laser. Maybe they should fire the laser again. One big gun. Oh no! Red leader. So I can't say this is a great scene, but I can't say that I haven't seen a giant underwater battle like this before. Maybe what, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow today? <laughs> but beyond that, that's the only way to say that title. Beyond that, there's not many aquatic dog bites, I think. I, what th it's like Thunderball, the Sky Captain of the World tomorrow, today, and this movie. <laughs> I do not like Sky Captain. You don't like Sky Captain? It again, you know, it's interesting, you know, when we talk about this, is that I feel it lacks a lot of the basics. It has it does not have an interesting villain. Um I didn't particularly like it, a lot of the action scenes, and it doesn't have a particularly interesting climax. And I think, you know, you can sum up, for me at least, what's wrong with Scott Captain by the end of the film, in which it turns out that, A, the big bad that, that Jude Law, right? Jude Law? Yeah. Is fighting is a robot. <clears throat> and A, or B, when they do the giant fight at the end, they're fighting to the death over a giant precipice, and the bad guy does not fall into that precipice. Again, these are basic things. Yeah. I like its pluck. Yeah. I like it's pluck too, but I, I don't think it's really a good movie. I don't no. say I don't revisit it often, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize for the throat clearing. Thank you, because that's what listeners are like. <laughs> I keep wanting to listen to this, but that Scott Mendelson keeps coughing into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting a cold. <laughs> Oh, reflecto tango! <laughs> why is there flamethrowers in there? Uh, why did he like? Why did the flame only shoot out to like two feet? It's a flamethrower. They don't shoot. Well, well, I guess that's not true. Never mind. I've seen flamethrowers in action. They shoot pretty long. <laughs> My beautiful face. That mole I had. <laughs> I'm no longer handsome in that Jason Isaacs kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Now I only work for the 30 slash 40 crowd. I can smell him. I can smell him from here. <laughs> I can sense Kenobi is aboard. I felt the presence I haven't felt in. Wanders away. <laughs> it's okay. I wanted to be a pilot all my life, just like Will Smith in Independence Day. Houston, we have a problem, really? <laughs> 
obviously. Why would it be voice activated? That's stupid. Scott, <laughs> it's it's not too distant future. Everything's voice activated. It's it's all you. It, everything's run by Siri now. Uh, I love that. It responds to Celtics. <laughs> Celtic, whatever. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I have got to get me one of these. <laughs> where's uh, Where's Harry Connick Jr. Then? He's already gone. He big died. Daddy. Uh, no. He tried uh, to bank at that at a too high of a speed, Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's singing. No. He's, the other warhead. he's singing with the fat lady in the sky now. I what? stand corrected. This is people oh, no. being shot bullets. This yeah. is X Men Part Two. <sighs> no. more Air Force. The phone. What Mystique replaced Senator Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Now, what I like, what I really like about this film is when you really look at it, everything that's happened in the last ninety minutes is a giant diversion for this. They got it's a two-part plan. Yeah, I I, I admire Cobra's contingency plans. Yeah. Can't handle the powers of that magnitude. <laughs> Red five standing by. Get out of there, Porkins! Guys, <laughs> gotta take out that ion cannon. <laughs> they just grazed us. Holy Yo. ninjas! Out my eyes! Ninjas are in the face. <laughs> Oh, oh, see, death plunge. Oh, is it that hard? That is another not, open shaft. That's not that. <laughs> to be fair, there was glass in that one. What a good did two for one snake eyes. He killed the guy and destroyed that non-Tesla coil, which de <laughs> which deactivated the gun. Ow. He's a ninja. He's good at that stuff. Yep. And not speaking. Are they gonna have another flashback mill this fight? Uh, no, we're right. done with, we're done with flashbacks because now it's the, we're seeing. Where we're going here. It would have been even better if they put this like in the in the kitchen or like you know in the mess hall, just. To <laughs> create their their old ways. I hope that's it. I hope he has to take off his mask and eat. I hope it's in the next film. <laughs> they bring up a kitchen scene. I hope there are more flashbacks in the next film. <laughs> There's just utter chaos going on on screen right now. Everything's blowing up. <clears throat> wow. This is the weirdest Nicholas Sparks movie I've ever seen. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and another man. <laughs> More like premium fun. <laughs> uh, no, no, we need Michael Shannon. What? Let's play Michael Shannon in <laughs> premium Russian impressions. <laughs> I'm chasing a kid in a with a car. <laughs> Stop announcing things, guy. <laughs> You're right about the hair, guys. <laughs> Not pulled back anymore. She lost it in the in the snowmobile. Oh yeah, she must have lost the uh, you know the scrunchie or something. It's hard to keep track of those things. Go, Joe. How did they know that was them in the the otherwise enemy vehicle? Don't worry about it. Oh, it's probably got a different <laughs> scent. 
It's a, it, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. I got one! Hey, the, the windshield's open. You can see them. <laughs> yeah. And they could totally see that the Baroness is no longer evil, too. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, they trust Channing Tatum. He's been with them for like three days now. Well, this is a dangerous scene. Look at all those, you know, sparks everywhere. You don't want to touch them. A giant Tesla coil. Look out. It's, it's deadlier. <gasps> it, it Tesla's back. You this is my, my good clothes. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's you it. Bleed my own blood. That's it. Topless fight. Let's do this. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to make myself far uh, more exposed to your uh, blades and crap by taking my shirt off. Again, that's why I give credit to Dead Man Down. He didn't take off his armor. That's true. Could have easily done it. No way, Jester. You're mine. Shut up, Tim Robbins. <laughs> Maverick, what are you doing? I don't know, man. <laughs> You're gonna do what? Now this is Pod Raisin. Is that the right movie? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> nice segue there. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, that was a nice edit. I try. <clears throat> I, I, as much as I've enjoyed, you know, the movie up to this point, this action scene is, it's, it's kind of pointless. Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> it is kind of pointless, though. Yeah, it's just kind of like. And 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 on the commentary, they even mentioned it was a, it was a very late edition. Originally, they didn't have. You know, he came in with. You know, what's her name in his arms, and that was the end of it. He joined up with Scarlet and uh, the other guy whose name escapes me, and that was it. But they realized that, yeah, they needed to give him something to do because, hey, he's Duke. Um, you don't want to render your Channing Tatum useless. Yeah. They learned that lesson the second time around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just get rid of it. That'll solve yeah. the problems. <laughs> You know, this is so dramatic because we care so much about these characters. We did. We've saw, we saw all those those flashbacks. So, yeah. We're invested in the angst. This is for the rice that you made me not eat. <laughs> you always had to make me wear black. I wanted to wear white. I'm the good guy. This is for <laughs> my mother and my father and my mother. <laughs> all of those. None of those. Yeah, it's a flesh wound. Clearly a guy like that who who had well, suffered multiple stab wounds and fell off a giant thing into cold, freezing cold water could come back easily for the sequel. Well, clearly, exactly. the freezing cold water, you know, just basically embalmed him. And it's kind of like, exactly like Steve Rogers' situation. Yeah, yeah. Super soldier. Super soldier, exactly. Super Asian soldier, the first of his kind. No, I think uh, Jason Scott Lee was a soldier with Kurt Russell. So there you go. Crushed it. Good job. Great kid. Don't get cocky. Switching to guns. Let's go faster. Let's go faster. Whoa, he hit the brakes and they flew right by him. Stop side seat driving. And, and again, you know, the fact that this was a late addition, what have you, this is really the only action scene where I really am not entirely sure what's going on or what the actual goal is. 
Um, yeah, it doesn't reflect as well as, hey, we need to stop this from happening. Like, Marlon Wayne's yeah. scene is obvious. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah, he has to stop the missiles. By yelling in Celtic, of course. Yes. Remember how Avengers totally cribbed from this movie by... Luke, your targeting computer's been turned off. What's wrong? <laughs> Use the force, Luke. Wait, what do you say about Avengers? Remember how Tony Stark oh, yeah, yeah. decided to take this evil threat up into space so he can get rid of it in time? Yeah. Right before it hit New York. You got the fat lady? I got it right here. So what's he going to do about the freezing problem? Icing problem? The icing problem. Caltech. Oh, he, he turns into Master Chief. He's like, like super up in the atmosphere. He's wearing a <laughs> helmet, Abe. Come on. It's the not- <laughs> and plus, it's the not too distant future. People breathe less now. <laughs> We've got more. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, climate change. Abe, come on, you got to keep up here. Come on. <laughs> they they should have. They should have done like a dead silence for like at least a minute, you know, just to add in some more drama. Abe, audiences could not handle the idea of ripcord. Of Marlon, Mar- national America's national treasure, Marlon Wayne. <laughs> like if it was like Sean Wayne's, yes, we probably could have. Oh, for that. Sean. Yeah. But it's not Sean Wayne's, Abe. It's not Sean Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a duo. It's interesting, and in a way, this this finale re- arguably reminds one of the Phantom Menace, where you have three or four action scenes going on at the same time, and the only one that is really all that interesting is the utterly pointless, you know, sword fight between two characters, which, in the broad scheme of the ske- of the plot, is absolutely pointless and doesn't matter. Mm. Quite true. Man, billions of dollars of infrastructure just gone. Yeah, but you know they could have d- done something with, with, I don't know, the money that they saved. <sighs> it's okay. We can outrun water. Run, run. Yeah. We can outrun water at this depth. We can outrun science. <laughs> yeah, she she knows a lot about science. You saw her read that giant textbook. I, I did, yeah. While she was running, yeah. It's a lot of explosions. It, it explosions per minute, per second. Yeah, for real. And this movie's almost over. I mean, it just flies. I, I would agree that Brendan Fraser needs to like be in this ending sequence just for no real reason. He just pops up and he's like, hey guys, what's going on? Oh! <laughs> 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 ah, crap, water! I totally saw his facial expression when he goes, oh! <laughs> his eyes get a little bigger. <laughs> like, oh hey guys! Oh, <laughs> uh, no one told oh, me. Oh, not this again? Like, he should have been in that final fight with uh, AAA and the underwater ships. He could have been Wedge. <laughs> I 
Phew. I'm glad that they didn't kill Channing Tatum in this movie. <laughs> he lives to fight another day. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. <laughs> now he can go home and have some pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> Admiral Akbar is just like super proud of himself. <laughs> you get all those weird aliens going, howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh oh. There was a priceless oh, collection from the 1640s down there. So they tied it back to 1640s. Again. That's, that's not going <laughs> to the Smithsonian. I didn't sign on for this. <laughs> okay, I kind of did. Good, Nanomites. Good. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> I like my old burn face better. This is <laughs> this is horribly ironic. Dr. Doom! <laughs> and I've said it out loud. I already had a name picked out for you, buddy. <clears throat> oh, it's a dog collar. That's right, he's on all fours. How many twists have we had now? That's suggestive. Hold on. <laughs> but... Ha ha ha! I had this mask writer. Too. That was his creative name was Commander. Yeah. Really? That's because that's an actual rank in the army. He's you not. Know. He's not the brightest of. He's, he's, yeah, Doctor Mindbender really screwed him up. <laughs> They're like. What the hell happened to their faces? Yeah. Why are they so stressed? Like Doctor Claw totally. from Inspector Gadget. Doctor Claw, I'll get you next time, Gadget. Gadget. Yeah. Oh, I needed. I need to do the cat. <laughs> that was that was important to that impression. Now, all we need is Penny and and uh, I forget the dog's name. Brain. 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 Yeah. Just like the character in Brick, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed that one, guys. Boom! <laughs> I see where J.J. Uh, Abrams got his uh, inspiration for the last scene in Star Trek. What? They just the whole, they're like, I'm gonna try and reason with them, Spock. <laughs> oh my goodness! Seven it's... and eight, or seven and nine? Who's eight? Oh, she has a prison number. I think I, I think Logan's like Weapon X and somewhere in there. I don't know. <laughs> I love her like I'm not brainwashed anymore look that she has on her face right now. Well, she's not wearing the glasses. So exactly. That so she's, she's also really shallow. That's the other thing. It was you, but it wasn't really you. Yeah, like, technically, look, legally, it was you. It's like you didn't really kill all those fifty guys with the guns that were in your hand. <laughs> oh, we're totally getting back together after this, guys. 
Can you go back to blonde, please? <laughs> Their Facebook status is, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saving my life, Sam. That was, oh wait, that's not Optimus on the ship at the end? <laughs> we, are keep, we are waiting. We are farmers. <laughs> oh. Slow-mo action shot. No. Duty. Sorry. Here we go. There's the cast. All of them. All of them. They gonna do like a jump and freeze it? I that wish. Be... Oh my god, if the movie ended that... with them jumping in the air, that... this would be the best. Yeah. It would have been the best movie of the year. Base Brothers Grimm? Base Roman Ruin? What are the names of these bases? Now, the, yeah. only way, the only real way to end this movie is by having a remix of a Black Eyed Peas song play. I think that was the... That was, a, that was a lot of the impetus for making this movie begin with. Oh, man. But we're not done yet. But wait! There's yeah. more! Oh, my goodness. Oh, back at the White House. Yeah. It's like we hardly left. Hey, where are the Secret Service agents that were watching you? Uh... Yeah. There's so many dead bodies in your bunker, sir. <laughs> they all went to get a soda. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> to get a soda. I wonder why we're having this scene. Why does he look so comfortable? Dun, dun, dun. My goodness. That whistle that I've heard 500 times. But that means he's the, and the thing with the whistle, that's that guy. But you's a, and he's a, and was a. <laughs> boom, boom, pow, guys. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I think that's a. The ending to G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. I think that's a pretty cool ending. It is, a, I mean, yeah, it is a fun ending. I mean, we again, when people talk about, oh, you know, wow, wow, boring, same old thing, whatever. How many, you know, studio tentpoles end with the bad guy being president of the United States? I feel like well, it would have been better if, like, he walks up with, like, the president's wife and they go into, like, the bedroom or something. <laughs> like that. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Executive action. I'm pretty sure Bush is still president <laughs> at the end of two Transformers movies. <laughs> no, in the part two, it's Obama. Oh, my bad. Okay, the because first... they're very specific about making sure that the, the bureaucrat that, you know, cancels the uh, Transformers operation is working for Obama. <laughs> so the uh, first... People made a racist stick about it at the time. The first whatever. one, then, because he asked for, like, ding-dongs in that movie. Yes, yes, the first one so is Bush. did the music for this movie? What? Alan Silvestri did the music for this movie? Yeah, he's a yeah free... he does all the Stephen Summers. Yeah, he's a frequent collaborator with Stephen Summers. <laughs> and I really like Alvin Silvestri. So yeah, me too. I loved uh, Castaway. And with with that, oh, I love Predator theme. just kills me every time. And Back to the Future, for all God's sakes. But, uh, Forrest Gump. That's Forrest Gump. That's But that is one of the things that I'll praise about Van Helsing. It has this cool Spanish guitar riff done by Alan, Alan Silvestri, yes. which I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I will have to give that movie another shot at some point. That's a future commentary in the making, Scott. Let's let's not get ourselves. <laughs> well, we're eventually we're gonna have done all of Stephen Summers' filmography. Yay! We've done one. <laughs> exactly. We got time. Time <laughs> to build it up from there. Boom, boom, pow. Oh, Channing Tatum was like super late. Bill. Huh? It's because it's alphabetical. Order. Order. It's alphabetical. Okay. Because because, because, because everyone was the star in this film, Abe. That's true. Yeah. No, nobody. America. 
Nobody, nobody didn't, didn't give it their all because these guys are the best of the best of the best. Sir, Captain America over here thinks we're here. Best of the best of the best, sir. Let's just read the rest of the Men in Black screenplay for, until the credits end. <laughs> With honors. You know. <laughs> With honors. It's like, you know, I'm on board. Don't call me sport. Don't call me son. Don't call me tiger. We're not running an intergalactic kegger. Zade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, we've got the credits now. We're the so credits now. We'll, we'll just go ahead and wrap this all up here. No, I'm happy. I'm happy with riffing on this for all the listeners that are sticking with us <laughs> to the end of this. <laughs> but no, yeah, thank you for everyone that does listen to these commentaries. We do enjoy doing them, and I like to think that you learned a few things while dealing with us <laughs> making fun of a lot of things about this movie that we actually do generally have a fun time watching. Yeah, it's certainly a fun time doing it. Uh, and... Jim, any uh, any of a. Uh, Jim, do you have a better impression of the film now that you watched it again? Mm, sure. No, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I thought the action scenes worked well. I remember when it came out, like the big criticism was that it was it was like uh, you know just all about action figures and selling toys. But it's a GI Joe movie for Pete's sake. It should be like that, you know. I, I do like the lighter touch of the action in this. I didn't notice that before, and uh, I don't know. It was. It, it, it was. I mean, it's a good Saturday afternoon type movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's certainly not a movie that I'm like I need to keep watching this again and again. But I do think it gets the job done for what it's trying to accomplish more so than other films of this type that are less. And it's not mean spirited. It's 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 like um, I don't want to say good natured. But it does have like the, the the as we said before, like the action has a lighter touch. There isn't you know blood spattered everywhere, and and you know the the kills are very PG thirteen. Very true. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap. And it was better than the last commentary I did with you guys, which I think was for Judge Dredd with us of us. I enjoyed this more than that. I'll say that. I'm glad. I, I, that I, yeah. that is a somewhat mean spirited movie. Um, that is movie, unless I'm mistaken, where with the exception of the three lead characters, pretty much every on screen character is killed. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's mean spirited in the way it unleashes so much Rob Schneider on you. Rob Schneider, too. the Marlon Wayans of the '90s. Ah, <laughs> uh, Judge Dredd, the movie that killed the R rating uh, for a time. It's back. For a time, it's, it's back. back now. Anton Fuqua's making sure of that next week with Olympus Has Fallen. That's R? Fantastic. All right, so let's uh, let's bring it to a close here. That's going to that's gonna do it for the special commentary episode about Now If Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at wisetheblue.com for all my blue reviews. You can also find me at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. I just wanted to point out that the prog unit just passed by in the credits here. But, um, uh, <laughs> Jim Beats. Uh, HHWLOD.com is where you can find a whole network of podcasts, including Out Now with Aaron and Abe, uh, Legion of Dudes, Walking Dead TV podcast, and you can check out my weekly comics review blog there, The Weekly Geekly Reader, all at HHWLOD.com. The prog second unit just went by in the credits, and now Scott Mendelson. Uh, Mendelssohn's Memos for everything and Huffington Post for periodic selected syndicated pieces. Great. And of course, you can, as Jim said, find all the other other episodes of the show at HHWLOD.com as well as on iTunes. And you can find most of the newest episodes of some exclusives on OutNowBotPodomatic.com. 
And feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Are you a giant G.I. Joe fan? Can you not wait for the second movie? Do you know more about these characters than we do and want to say something in regards to them for whatever reason you'd like to? <laughs> All of those things you can do at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. And that was painful for you, wasn't it? A little bit. Um, and uh, as always, because we like to do it, uh, the, the secret word for this podcast is obviously 1641 France. Send that in. <laughs> send that in out now podcast at gmail.com and I'll send you something in the mail. Because um, we like giving out prizes on the show. Facebook.com slash out now out. Sorry. Facebook.com slash out now podcast and twitter.com slash out now underscore podcast. You can like and follow those pages and get all the updates and what have you and interact with us. Because we like interacting with the listeners on for this show. I think that's bringing us to a close of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra Commentary. So uh, thanks, Jim and Scott, for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was nice to hear uh, Jordan's voice earlier, too. We haven't heard that in a while. And, uh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna bring us to a close here. So until next time, so long. And goodbye.